0: oh wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph and as here on this very podcast where each and every thursday me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things playstation and so with all that said with all that out of the way the greatest co-host whoever is whoever will be mr kyle stevenson how are you sir
1: knock 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 trick Who's or treat here?
0: Okay, so real talk, everybody. <laughs> I had this mask, all right? Yeah. I had... Uh, For audio
1: I, listeners, it's the Psycho mask from Borderlands. Yeah.
0: I tried to start the show, but T- my voice was too muffled, and then it got really hot immediately. Yeah. So, um, least it's a know, festive episode And I don't know
1: what, what just happened to my voice there, but... Uh, w- <laughs> At least you know, like, if the heat goes out, you can just put yeah. that on. It'll warm you up, like, instantly. Dude, it... Whew,
0: God, I'm already sweaty. I'm already sweaty. We're, like, <laughs> 30 seconds into the show. Yeah. With that said, though, we have a huge show for you.
1: Very big show.
0: We have the PlayStation 4 is officially the second highest selling home console ever. We're going to talk about Death Stranding on PC. We're going to talk about Last of Us delays, Watchdog rel- delays, all the delays, PS Now, surpassing 1 million subscribers, but before we talk about that, sir, yes, sir, you know what we talk about each and every week to begin the show?
1: Uh, so it's a little segment I like it, to yeah. call, oh.
0: what we've been playing.
1: Kyle? So you're kicking it to me there for, to answer that question for you. My bad. Um, I'm caffeinated. <laughs> Kyle, what
0: have you been playing,
1: dude? Uh, so, I think you asked a couple weeks ago if I was excited for this game, and I said, eh. Nah. Yeah. Not really. I'll wait to see how it does. And then reviews hit, and I was like, I need to play it. And, of course, I'm talking mm. about The Outer Worlds. I went and picked up The Outer Worlds. Um, I am in love with this game. It is, mm. I think, in my eyes, way better than... Uh, I have a way better connection to this than I do Fallout when I tried Fallout 4. Right. Um, so I just to that's... give a little
0: context, first yeah. and foremost, Cricket's are on our end. Oh, yeah, and sorry. <laughs> and secondly... Uh, <laughs> the outer worlds is made by the team that made fallout new vegas with i believe the writers and some of the i think one of the creators of the original fallout yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah this is very much a fallout inspired spiritual successor in space
1: yeah yeah yeah. sorry continue. and and, uh, the the worlds are beautiful um Mm -hmm. i kind of fell in love with like the first companion character you you run into her name is parvati and she is just extremely well-written and voiced by the wonderful Ashley Birch. And I think that's where um, my love for this game really lies. Is It's one of those, like, Mass Effect I go to when I'm playing this where I want to see every single dialogue tree branch out. I mm. want to hear them speak the words that are written for them and and not speed through it because the, the performances are great. Um it's a little weird when you're talking to them because it's literally just them staring right into you. It's like, like they right are staring your into your soul. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a little bit more movement there, but it's not. It's nothing to detract from this really cool story. I like where, where, the, where it's going. And what is the story about,
0: essentially? I played yeah. like the first five minutes. So I can't sure. get like into the weeds, but like just an overview.
1: Yeah. So basically you are one of the colonists that are on the Hope ship. Um, I can't remember the actual number, but you are basically, basically frozen and, um, what's it like for hyperspace, uh, hyperspace. you mean like stasis. <clears throat> Thank you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Like you're frozen in stasis. So you can wake up and help out in the future at some new colony that you're going to go, um, build and start to, for people to go. There for, uh, to live and and make a better lives for themselves, um, and this weird crazy scientist uh, wakes you up, and he can only get you up because the the authorities are on his tail. He's like a wanted uh, fugitive, fugitive. Yeah. and um, he wakes you up. That's when you create your character, and he spits you out on some planet, and you have to go find this uh, pilot to help you, and then it just kind of rolls from there, and it gets you get right into it. There's real no. It, it there's not a whole lot of tutorial there right um right. and if there is they did a great job of masking it to where it feels like i'm actually just playing
0: well yeah i think like that's where i was i'm still on the first planet again mm-hmm. i'm like an hour-ish in but like yeah. the tutorial he's like yeah hey listen my engine's messed up we need help i'm gonna send you down to this planet there's yeah. a guy with a ship there he's waiting for you um once you land you know, he, he's going to be your tour guide. Him. And yeah. I'm like, okay, he's going to be the tutorial. When you land, he, you actually land on the guy that's supposed to help you. Yeah. So you crush him immediately <laughs> and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, yeah, every interaction mm-hmm. from what I've seen and from what I've experienced is really good. Like I was, um, Sean Capri was, uh, streaming this game and he was talking about, like, he was talking to some old lady and she like, I don't know where he was in the story, but I really cared about the decisions he was making yeah. about how so, he was approaching mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this woman. I was like, just shoot her in the face. He's like, I want to see where this plays out. Yeah. And the more yeah. dialogue the more the backstory of of the character and mm-hmm. the planet and the environment that they're in yeah. is kinda laid out. So that's right?
1: that's what I wanted to really hit on before we, we move on and, you know, get into the news and what you've been playing. Yeah. Um it does a really good job of making your choices matter. And I know that's kind of like a a bullet point, like checklist thing on the back of boxes for most games. Like, Oh, your choices matter. It'll affect gameplay, blah, 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 blah. But your choices really matter at the end of this first world. Of course, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I was leaning one way, like completely, Mm -hmm. I was leaning one way to do this, to, to save a certain group. And my companion Parvati, um, walked up and she was like, Hey, I want to really t- I want to talk to you to just really think this out. And she put like some real world like stuff in front of you, gave you some information that made me switch completely. And wow. so I was going one way and then she changed my thinking like you know what? It's the branching paths. You are 100% right and I'm going to completely change what I was going to do and go That's that awesome. way. And I think what ended up with is a way more satisfying that's um, awesome. Part of the end of that first world, at least I right. don't know if we go back there, but the end of that, I'm very happy with how it was left.
0: That's really cool, yeah. And the combat as well, this is very yeah. much Fallout esque combat.
1: Yep. I have but... a little couple nitpicks there. Like, it, what, what, what are they? I don't, uh, when you get hit, it doesn't okay. feel like I'm getting hit, so I don't know when mm-hmm. my health is going down. Okay. I wish there was some sort of like screen shake or something. If there right. is, it's not really a whole, it's not noticeable. Um, so I've died a, a bunch because I just I can't tell when I'm getting hit really. Yeah, no, that's um, a really
0: good yeah, there's not a lot of like red around the screen that tells you if you're no, or not. No. Not like no. turning black and white when you're about mm-hmm. to die type of stuff. But
1: I, I love I love the skill trees and, and bumping up into like hacking and medical and leadership and all that fun Dude. stuff.
0: And so like this is all about like capitalism to the nth degree like it's just a bunch of corporations that pretty much run the whole deal Mm -hmm. so kind of seeing that like yeah spacers choice (laughs) i love that (laughs) everybody's motto so it's 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 insanely unique yeah it really much takes the like you see it's a fallout-ish you know spiritual successor but like Mm -hmm. it really turns it really turns a good look at how we view capitalism in a very um in a in a very pessimistic way yeah right absolutely. and yeah what i really love about this is the combat itself feels so freaking good where fallout to me my my disconnect with it was the combat was too janky mm-hmm. it just kind of felt obtuse where this kind of feels a little bit smoothed out around the edges So I want to see where we take this game in the next few weeks when I get more hands-on with it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, just the choices, the dialogue, the story alone has me wanting to go back into the Outer Worlds. With that, I've played Call of Duty, but we're going to talk about my thoughts about that later. First and foremost, we're going to start with the first goober on the list sir, and that is... Kyle, take it away.
1: Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon writes, Death Stranding coming to PC in 2020. Just over a week until Death Stranding's PlayStation 4 release date, Kojima Productions has announced the game will come to PC too. Kojima Productions tweeted this morning that Death Stranding will be available on PC in early summer 2020. Sony is publishing the game on PS4, but 505 Games will publish the PC release of Death Stranding. 505 Games did not say where Death Stranding will be sold. Quote, We are extremely excited and honored to be working with the supremely talented team at Kojima Productions and to bring Death Stranding to PC gamers around the world, 505 Games CEO Rafi Galante said in a statement. Death Stranding will take gamers through a completely original experience that will delight PC gamers everywhere, end quote. That's awesome. And now,
0: when this news came out, I heard a lot of people saying that there was a whole lot of uproar that people were really upset that mm-hmm. Death Stranding was also coming to PC. Yeah. And I was sitting here dumbfounded. We've talked about this Same. when it was a rumor, quote-unquote. Yeah. Kyle, we've known this was coming to PC since yeah. they announced their partnership.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's the, why is there outrage? I really don't know. I'm part of the, the the club of... As long as people get to experience cool games, I'm 100% all for. Right. Like, yeah, it... When it comes to, like, games like Spider-Man, sure, it's kind of, like, funny. Like, haha, you can only play it on a PlayStation type yeah. thing. Uh, it, but, it, But, like, for games like this, like, the fact that they're taking Death Stranding and you can play it on PC now, just like what they're doing with uh, PS Now where you can play God of War on a PC, like, it just opens it up for more people to experience these really cool games. And I hope yeah. Death Stranding is one of those cool things. But, yeah. uh, I, I mean more gamers getting to play more games is I think what we all want. Is it not?
0: And at the end of the day, I asked the audience over on Twitter at PS trophy room. Um, I said, what are your thoughts on death strand and coming to PS4 and PC? Uh, 18% say still getting a day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 61% say it doesn't affect me. 6% say, yes, it's a little shady. And then 15% said, uh, I canceled my pre-order. Mm. I'm done. I'm out of wow. here. Yeah. yeah, and our listener thoughts, um, where our good friend, oh, it's just Ray. <laughs> I got you, Ray. Uh-huh. Um, he says, "I still really, really want Death Stranding, but I picked up Call of Duty: Modern Warfare recently, and that's pushed Death Band, uh, Death Stranding back to December for me. Hopefully, I could avoid spoilers. Yeah, trust me, Ray. Trust me. We still <laughs> won't know what the fuck this game is. The trailer came out today, seven minute long.
1: Haven't watched it." I, I saw
0: the whole thing. Yeah, I can't tell you. Uh,
1: I can't tell you anything. We're we're too close. I don't want to yeah. watch it. Uh, uh,
0: Maya Dula, uh, she says or they say, I don't know. Uh, I got my deluxe pre order and patiently waiting for it. That's awesome. Nice. I I can't wait to see what that steel book looks like in my hands. Mm-hmm. And then Andy Gonzalez, going all in. He's getting his PlayStation Four Pro Limited Edition. And collector's edition baby pod.
1: Yeah, that's what I did for Spidey. Damn, I went all in. Yeah, that's awesome. Damn, yeah, that's
0: what we did for Spider Man too. So listen, people are still hyped for it. Um I am, I am, I still have my two hundred dollar edition pre ordered. Right? Okay. Are I am you wavering? Waiting, I am wavering. I don't want to spend two hundred bucks like I did with Red Red Dead Redemption yeah. two. And it be like, oh wow, I really didn't like this game that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love the effort put in, don't get me wrong, but like it's just not for me. That was me with um, order. Yeah. So like yeah. to me, watching that trailer, a lot of things very interesting, but I don't think interesting's going to you know, interesting doesn't mean it's going to amount to good gameplay. Uh yeah. so I'm still on the fence. I'm waiting for reviews. Um, you know, so I listen, I'll see what Steve Tilly has to say. But until then, I'm still on the fence, and I'm happy it's coming to PC. Yeah. You know what? I really can't wait for when they announce that it's coming to Epic Games Store exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, will the PC dorks get so upset?
1: I saw a lot. <sighs> I saw a Kill lot Game of uh, a lot of uh, PC fans excited that Star Wars is, is back in uh in Steam. It was it not. Did I misread that? Oh,
0: because back in the day, like this is Battlefield Three times, yeah. Um, with like Origin, just started to really kick off. They EA put all their games on Origin. On Origin. That's the only way you could mm. pick it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. With that though, Marcus O'Neill writes in, and he asks this great question about Death Stranding. I feel like I feel a lot less excited about death stranding today than I was six months ago. Is it just me leaks with notwithstanding? Have they revealed too much about this game? And in your opinion, how has Sony handled the marketing to death stranding in the lead up to release Kyle, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, so I get where you're coming from, Marcus. I totally do. Um, At this point, like, yeah, we get a new trailer a week before it comes out. I'm not a fan of when they do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think they kind of have revealed a lot, but, like, we both don't know what the hell this game even is still. Right. So there's still a lot of mystery around that. And as far as, like, Sony handling the marketing of Death Stranding, I think they've kind of nailed it in a way. Really? I kind of love what they did when it was revealed, like yes. you know that Twitch stream where I I forgot the number, oh, okay. but it was how many people were sitting there watching a screen yeah, with 100, handprints, 100,
0: like over a hundred thousand. Absolutely
1: right? insane, and that was like a big, huge chunk that really got a lot of us, yeah, um, more excited than what we were at the initial reveal. So I think they've handled it pretty well, yeah. um, but yeah, we're a week away. I'm I'm pretty excited for it.
0: I mean, I think I think you're right. I think Sony has handled the marketing of Death Stranding the best way that they can with the information they have. Yes. Because I think Sony knows as much about Death Stranding as we do, and yeah. they're just kind of taking Kojima's word because he mm-hmm. is a creative genius. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way about it. He's never made, theoretically, a critically poor receiving game. Yeah. So... He is the rare exception when it comes to game creators, where he his name is a brand, and it's kind of like when you're seeing a Martin Scorsese film, you know it's gonna be up for an Oscar. Right? Mm-hmm. You're going unless you're a Marvel fan, you're going to see a Martin Scorsese fan <laughs> film. You're gonna be you're gonna be on board. So like for me, yeah, Sony's just done the best they, they could with this. I feel like my my lack of excitement is how little I know with how much I've seen. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot, but none of it's like, like the story beats and the characters super unique, super unique. That's what gets me in. But like seeing him piss on a shrub and a mushroom comes up. Doesn't do it, doesn't do it any favors. It, it also
1: doesn't help that Kojima himself, whether it was bad, trans, bad translation or not, said, Oh, yeah, the game doesn't really get really good until like yeah. hours in, uh, which yeah. did not help matters at all,
0: yeah. I, and so, I'm listen. I think Sony's done a great job with the marketing with what they've been given at the same exact time. Do you feel like it's telling that on the PC version, it's going to be handled not by Sony, but by 505 instead?
1: Uh, Telling in what way?
0: Like, why isn't because this is using the Decima engine. It's using the same engine modified from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm -hmm. That's Sony owned. Why isn't Sony publishing it on Mm. PC? Do you think? I don't have a really yeah. good, clear-cut answer to that.
1: I don't either. Um, I really,
0: I really do think at the end of the day, that's just how much pull Kojima had. Yeah, we're just like, no, it's just mine. I'll get, and I, and I bet Sony's going to get royalties from that agreement with 505 because it is their engine. But I think, I, I don't know. No. I don't know. It's really weird,
1: but unless they're all hands on deck for PS5 and they just didn't wanna they want to have more resources that way
0: yeah and maybe it's not to confuse people with mm-hmm. like oh they're publishing games on pc now it's like no bring it over to 505 yeah. let us back away and focus on ps5 actually it makes a lot of sense uh, and you don't have to you don't have to publicize it again yeah all right makes sense makes sense on to the next bit of news kyle the next scuba on the list
1: chris Pereira over at Gamespot spot writes the last of us 2 release date delayed until may Sony and Naughty Dog finally, finally set a release date for The Last of Us Part Two recently, and there was so much rejoicing throughout the land. However, just weeks later, the two companies have decided that more time is needed after all. The follow-up has been delayed until May 29th, 2020. Druckmann acknowledged this, writing, quote, I know. It was just about a month ago when we had our big blowout for the game, letting media play over two hours of it along with debuting our new story trailer and revealing the release date the positive response we saw from our community was overwhelming. You can feel the energy among the team members. After working on something for so many years, it's invigorating to get a glimpse of validation for all the hard work. However, it was during the last few weeks as we were closing out sections of the game that we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call Naughty Dog quality. At this point, we were faced with two options. Compromise parts of the game or get more time. We went with the latter and this new release date allows us to finish everything to our level of satisfaction while also reducing stress on the team. End quote.
0: So last week we talked about this, it was just a rumor. Now that you know and we said, hey, listen, the game needs more time, the game needs more time. Now that it's actually reality. The game has been pushed out until the end of May. What are your thoughts out of this? Are you are you still like, hey, good, it needs time, or are you a bit bummed?
1: Uh, not bummed in the slightest. I okay. am, I am one hundred percent okay about a game of this uh, level, of this magnitude, getting delayed mm-hmm. to make sure, like Neil says it in there. He did. It was either compromise parts of the game, or give it more time. And I don't want anything yeah. about that game to be compromised. Yeah. Because we both know, we all know, if you're listening to this, um, what a Naughty Dog quality game is and how special it is. So why would you take a risk of Last of Us Part 2 not meeting that standard? Yeah. Take all the time you want and like an other another way to look at it that just gives me more time to play the other games that are coming out in the sprint, in the early True. Uh, 2020. So, I mean, um, Neo 2 yeah. was
0: just just re- uh, revealed that the date is March 13th and I'm very interested in Neo 2, which we'll talk about in a bit, but like I'm very interested in that. I was very interested in Final Fantasy. Yeah. And now that I, I, I don't feel rushed, I'm I'm actually kind of re- relieved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm also very relieved it's not coming out during Cyberpunk. Yes. I'm very relieved. And it's coming out after the fact, you know, mm-hmm. a month afterwards. I think that's perfect time. Yep. Two weeks after Avengers, though.
1: I, I don't. Mm, yeah, I don't think that's a huge issue.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, two no. different games. All right, and cool, plus, cool, Last cool.
1: of Us is uh, an, a Sony exclusive. Avengers yeah. is is not, right? And I
0: think they're gonna own May when it comes to advertising both games. Yeah, And leading
1: sure. up to E three next year, you have Last of Us like coming out right beforehand. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty great.
0: Yeah, I listen. I'm really I'm really pumped for this game. I am not I'm not sad in the slightest. I'm just curious what happened. Like there must have been something that that was a hiccup and like a week after they announced it and they were like fuck and they looked yeah. at the code and they saw that one jenga piece right and mm-hmm. they're like oh mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. oh no when Ellie stabs this you know this thing in the face you know the whole game breaks and explodes so yeah. I'm really curious what happened and how they were able to say hey this is how much time we need hey this is what our testers found yeah and I wonder what the talks were like I wonder if it was easy, like Joel, like Joel just or Neil just came in and he was just like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need like three months," and yeah. so he was just like, "All right, go for it." Or like mm-hmm. there was conflict. I don't know. And you know,
1: but- I, yeah, I also love this lesson. Going back to like Neil, like the, pushing it back, it reduces stress on the team. Crunch yeah. is a huge thing in this this year alone on this show. We've talked about crunch a bunch. Ooh, I'm rhyming rhyming there right there. Uh,
0: Bunch of Crunch is my favorite theater food. I was was
1: about to say, shout out to Bunch of Crunch. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, anytime these super talented people don't have to stress out as much creating a game and get to go home to their families and stuff, is a win for me. Yeah.
0: And you know what, Kyle? What's up? At least that gives me more time to play Watch Dogs Legion. Wait, what's that?
1: Uh, What?
0: Wait, Kyle, could you read the next goober for me?
1: Yeah, that's so weird. This also comes from Chris Pereira over at GameSpot. Ubisoft delays Rainbow Six Quarantine, Watch Dogs Legion, and Gods and Monsters. The three of Ubisoft's biggest upcoming games have been delayed. Release dates for Watchdogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters are all now scheduled for the company's 2020 to 2021 fiscal year. Previously, Watchdogs Legion was set for March 6th, and Gods and Monsters was scheduled for February 25th. Rainbow Six Quarantine was set for the for this fiscal year, which ends on March 31st. The new fiscal year targets targets mean the games will release by March 31st, 2021. Hmm. In an investor call, Ubisoft suggested Watch Dogs Legion and Gods of Mo- Monsters are planned for the second half of 2020. In a statement, Ubisoft CEO Yves, Yves-, Yves- Gimont... Gimon. explained that its recent AAA releases have been met with disappointing reception in particular. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Oh, I read that. Awful. My bad. He says this is partly due to live games coming too close together and not having enough differentiation. He also more generally said that new features aren't being given the time to be perfectly optimized. It's in this context that he says delays on these next three projects are necessary. Quote, we are tackling these issues head-on and already are implementing significant changes to our production processes. Guillemot says, We are confident in our capacity to adapt and evolve, as we have done successfully many times in the past. In this overall context, we have de- decided to postpone the releases of Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion until 2020 21. While each of these games already has a strong identity and high potential, we want our teams to have more development time to ensure that their respective innovations are perfectly implemented so as to deliver optimal experiences for players, end quote.
0: And then he said, ha-ha, big it, it." And then he twisted his little mustache. And then he took off his chef's hat. Then
1: then he brought the rabbits out and Miyamoto (laughs) came out. They just played Just Dance for hours. Um,
0: So, okay. What weird news! Like this was back to back with the Last of Us uh, yeah. delay, and I was literally saying it to myself. It's like, oh, the Last of Us delay <laughs> means I could play Watch Dogs Legion. I'm very excited for it. And like once that thought entered entered my brain, mm-hmm. my eyes received the message that was, this has all been delayed. All their games. Yeah, and and even like he, he is a demon. Uh-huh. He even said um, that when he was talking about uh, Breakpoint that just released back mm-hmm. early October or earlier this month, and he called it the launch a, a disaster because of how just buggy and broken that game was mm-hmm. at launch. And now they're promising a whole bunch of bug fixes, but I like what he says here too. There's like, it's there's too much saturation and shit yeah. that looked the same. Like Division yeah, 2. and Destiny. Well, not just that, but like yeah. when I'm looking at the portfolio, this year alone out of Ubisoft, you had Division oh, 2 right, yeah. and Breakpoint. Both of these games look the same. Yeah. And so if I'm just a casual observer, I'm looking at this going, oh, they're the same game. Ah oh, this is like an expansion now they're in the jungle or something like oh, yeah. you know that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. So I like what he says here, and I like how transparent he's being where it's just like, again, yeah, no, we 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 fucked up and yeah. um and he's owning it mm-hmm. i I like this, but it does show that there is a worry, right? Like things maybe aren't the wheels aren't churning as they're supposed to at Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Are you getting worried because this generation for the most part, I mean, like, ever since I'm maybe the Watchdogs one won fiasco, yeah. mm-hmm. Ubisoft's gotten better this generation. I feel yeah. like they have been, for the most part, for a trip, big AAA, on point.
1: Yeah. Does I, this I, worry I you what, leading
0: into the next gen?
1: I think what's important about what they've learned this gen is they've learned to take feedback and criticism and kind of work around it, like, look from the jump from Division to Division 2. Yeah. They really learn from whatever mistakes they made in the first one and built upon that and made division two a much better game um but i i think again this is always good if they delay a game it's always good to put more polish in it Mm -hmm. but part of me joe part of me is they're just like you know what last of us was coming out in february (laughs) final fantasy 7 doom all these major cyberpunk all these major major (sighs) games are coming out let's push it back so we're not as crowded
0: you think that's a case because even think, like you know, I'm I a stockholder uh, and I'm like, uh, yeah. well, how are we going to end out this quarter on like on a dud? You have no game at the end of this quarter. Yeah. And then you have the next generation just around the corner mm-hmm. and you woulda think because it's Ubisoft, they have an Assassin's Creed planned out for next gen. Yeah. So Dude, where yeah, it, where does where does Watch Dogs fit? Cuz the problem yeah. with Watch Dogs is the identity from the success of watchdogs one is the failure of the series it can't find its place in the world and now it can't even find its place in a release date so where does a game like watchdogs legion fall
1: so uh watchdogs 2 came out in november mm-hmm. right um yeah. i don't know if legion would come out around that time because that's where we assume ps5 the new xbox that's when the launch is probably in november yeah. correct yeah um i could see watchdogs legion be that september game kind of like how the last couple of years we've had like a really huge blockbuster game drop in mm. september it was spider-man this year's borderlands yeah um, see for
0: me i i like i'm i'm not as concerned for like gods and monsters <laughs> because it's a new ip yeah. It looks it looks cartoony. It looks great. I think it could mm-hmm. stand on its own. I think it that could be a great summer game. Yeah. Um I'm actually thinking Watch Dogs Legion. I think you're you're smart. I th- I think that's why I got you on here.
1: Hey.
0: Take it away from this crowded spring and you know it's going you know it's going to be just everybody's going to talk about Last of Us Final Fantasy 7,
1: right? Cyber and Punk. then you got Doom. Doom.
0: Yeah. Take it out of that window. Put it in a July, you know. Put yeah. it put it at the end of a June. Put it at the end of E three, so you can give it that big marketing push, and then bam, it's there for everybody. Yeah, I think that makes Definitely. sense. You know what? You know what also makes sense. This next Goober on let's <laughs> go.
1: Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, Nick Slat over at The Verge: Sony is shutting down its live TV service, PlayStation View, in January twenty twenty. Sony is shutting down its live TV streaming service PlayStation View on January 30th, 2020, the company announced today. The sudden announcement of the shutdown comes just a week after a report published by The Information saying Sony was looking for a buyer for the service, which has continually lost money for the company since its launch in March of 2015. Sony has repeatedly raised the price of View to to try to offset its rising costs, most recently by $5 across all plans back in July. Quote, unfortunately, the highly competitive pay TV industry with expensive content and network deals has been slower to change than we expected. Because of this, we have decided to remain focused on our core gaming businesses, uh, Sony said in a blog post announcing the shutdown. PlayStation fans can continue to access movie and TV content through the PlayStation Store and PS4 and via our partnerships with top entertainment apps, end quote. PlayStation View launched four years ago as an early competitor in the so-called pay TV market, which is a restructured form of cable made popular by companies like Sling. Like most other vendors, Sony offered a skinny bundle of channels with the option to add more premium ones, like sports and entertainment channels, by paying a higher monthly subscription fee. After the price hike, the entry-level view plan costs about $50 a month. At its height, view amassed about 500,000 subscribers, which is far less than competitors like Sling and YouTube TV, YouTube TV the information reported last week. Um. So I
0: only know one person that used PlayStation Vue, and that is the person that write, wrote into yes. us, So Tap. He's like, I want to know your thoughts. He's very, he was very bummed. I know, like, even people who have had the service, they say it's great. Yeah. It's just not enough people had it.
1: Um, and it sounds like a great idea, right? And Because I, when I come it? home, well, from my standpoint, like, I come yeah. home, I don't turn on my cable box. I turn right. on my PlayStation to watch YouTube. Yeah. So why not have those channels just there for me when I turn my PlayStation? It's going to be on already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I know
0: what you mean. You know what? Every time like every time I hear from my point of view, I think of Obi-Wan. It's like, so... well, from a certain point of view. And then I immediately think of, well, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And then I think about the prequels, and then I hate everything. I just hate <laughs> it. Uh, no, I, I, I know what you mean. I think, like, mm-hmm. yeah, skinny cable you know a cable service where just giving you the things you want sounds cool on paper but like you look at services like you know hbo max that just got released you got apple tv that'll probably bomb you got disney plus uh, disney plus do the mandalorian oh my god (laughs) oh i'm good i could breastfeed right now (laughs) that's how excited i am about the mandalorian are you kidding me oh my God, Netflix and chill. Like There's so many awesome services that are giving you premiere content. And that's kind of where I think Sean Layden was maybe thinking about the PlayStation productions, maybe offering exclusive PlayStation shows and movies on Mm -hmm. this service. But I don't think it panned out. And I think that's why he kind of left. So when I see PlayStation Vue, I think... Yeah, this is something that even when they talked about it, nobody really cared about it. And I think Sony pressured PlayStation to make this because the PlayStation brand is the most successful brand out of Sony Corp. So, mm-hmm. to me, seeing this is is Sony uh, yet again reorganizing. We're seeing all the all the shifting to make sure that the PlayStation 5 is for the gamers by the gamers lingo. And seeing this move, though it sucks, people's are people are definitely gonna lose their jobs. When you see a number like fi- only five hundred thousand, yeah, shows that it wasn't really making I mean, moves.
1: And so. compared to which we'll we'll talk about in a, in a minute or so here, yeah. how many PlayStation fours are out there? That is yeah. not a huge install base. Yeah, and even so.
0: yeah, ju- like yeah, you we have over a hundred now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's great up here up top. You know what I mean? Looking down on <laughs> you Xbox owners, <laughs> we get a. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it is something like there, the service is even on, if I'm not mistaken, on things like Apple TVs and it just mm. didn't, it didn't pop off. So I think with like stuff, sucks, with this yeah. whole
1: pay, what, what do they call it? The pay by TV? Yeah. Pay TV market. Yeah. There's a lot of competition. I think everyone and their mother has a paid TV option coming And out. I
0: think that's who you're going after when you're coming with these plans. And when you're saying PlayStation, you're immediately thinking millennials and kids. And I'm not thinking, where can I get A&E? You know, where can I get the History Channel? You know, if I'm a mom, that's what I'm thinking.
1: I like how you went to A&E as your go-to there.
0: Oh, there's a reason. They, they, they went to my school. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the, there was like an intern fair and they were there. And uh, I didn't care for it, but they made a huge deal
1: about it. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With that, Kyle, sure, your Voo's dead, but yeah. something is on the rise.
1: Uh, over at PS Lifestyle, my best friend.
0: No, my best friend. She's my best friend. <laughs> I've known her for years. Brianna Reeves, (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: your best friend, Brianna. uh, Also my best friend. Sony reaches the 1 million milestone with PlayStation Now subscribers. Apparently, the recent slash in pricing has been a boon for Sony's PlayStation Now. The game streaming service presently sits at 1 million subscribers. This represents a remarkably massive boost up from the 700,000 subscribers revealed in an April 2019 report. Sony Mm -hmm. shared the news during a recent conference call boasting of the cloud services new achievement. During the conference call, Sony itself attributed the service's newfound success to the price trap earlier this month. The addition of blockbuster titles such as 2018's God of War and mm-hmm. Uncharted 4 Thief's End likely played a large part too. With this momentum, Sony hopes to obtain a good read on what cloud gaming will entail in the future, particularly where next generation is concerned. PlayStation Now's price shot went live on October 1st, lowering the monthly cost from $19.99 in the U.S. to $9.99. As such, the yearly cost is down to $59.99 from $99.99.
0: My best friend Brianna Reeves. <laughs> She's so right. And so you might say, why am I saying best friend? Because it just sounds good yeah. off the tongue. My best friend Brianna. That sounds have, good.
1: Me and Bree, we go back. We go way back.
0: Oh, you guys yeah. got
1: nicknames, son of yeah. a bitch.
0: Alright, so with that, let's get real for a second here. Um, other than the great SEO work and writing from Brianna here, um, this is awesome. That's like literally really cool. just just this month, we were talking about, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see this price reduction. Is it going to amount to anything? Obviously, it has. We have seen a growth of three hundred thousand people mm-hmm. checking this service out, and I'm sure that is, you know, skewed because it was seven hundred thousand in the beginning of April. But you have to assume that their service has been out for years now, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, like overnight. You have almost half of you know that seven hundred thousand audience just yeah. added mm-hmm. to your 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 subscriber base. This is huge. It's
1: awesome. Yeah, it, and, and I, it also kind of shows where the market's kind of going, right? This is yep. super important if, to a lot of gamers.
0: Yeah, and I, I try to do the numbers on uh, Game Pass. Uh, they have around an active user base of around nine million. That's
1: awesome. So,
0: That's awesome for them, and I mean, listen—they give it away like it's running out of style.
1: There's nine million people playing the Outer Worlds for nothing. Yeah, practically.
0: Yeah, cough, cough. I'm one of them. What? (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Like that's the thing—is like they're giving it away for a buck or two and making sure that you forget next month when you get billed fifteen bucks. Mm -hmm. You know, like that—that's awesome to see the growth just by cutting it in half. How many people are interested in this service now? I can't wait to see. I know this isn't the last awesome thing that's going to be on PlayStation now. When they re-pitch it to everybody with the launch of the PlayStation 5, what that's going to look like. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something right here, right now. I was, at, I was you know, in between classes and I was writing the show notes. One kid whips out his iPad and he whipped out his DualShock 4 and he Whoa. was playing God of War
1: wow you saw it in live in i saw it live
0: alive in real life
1: i don't know and i was is.
0: just watching him for like 15 minutes he he allowed it i wasn't like creeping from afar like <laughs> so what are you doing over there
1: <laughs> you know? were you backseat game playing like oh no you need no to i was here and... i
0: i wanted to see the latency and yeah it it was there but it mm-hmm. wasn't terrible it awesome. wasn't terrible, and seeing him running off a five G shitty, you know, wife spotty ass Wi Fi from your university is cool. That's so, cool, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. But you know what has to be more excited, Kyle? What? I said that like,
1: like I was dying because that was <laughs> the next goober on the list. Daniel Ahmed, uh, a Niko anal- analyst over on Twitter, wrote. Sony has shipped 102 million PS4s. There's my air horn, because I don't have champagne or or (laughs) anything, so... There's some air. Press air. (laughs) Congratulations, Sony! <laughs>
0: that's, that's how broke we are. Please support us on
1: Patreon so we can afford it. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Badbit. Uh, here's a look at cumulative global console shipments for key platforms launch aligned. The PS4 surpassed 100 million faster than the PS2, Wii, and PS1. This is now tracking alongside PS2 will likely end around 120 million plus, higher than all home consoles except PS2, which sold just under 160 million.
0: Holy crap, first off, thank you for not telling me before the show you were
1: going to was that. Try, I was trying to make no noise, and I accidentally hit the desk, oh, board, so I hope you God, didn't hear that it.
0: That was great. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, awesome news. This yeah. is great. I mean, PlayStation 4 finally getting the respect it deserves. No, when you see the list, like, yeah, you have PS1. I'm sorry, PS2 up top, the king, yeah. the goat. Then you have PlayStation 4 number 2. Number three is the Wii, and then number four is, I believe, what is it, the the PS1, and then number five is the PS3, if I'm not mistaken. And just seeing that list, just seeing how many times PlayStation has made it in the top five consoles sold, that's super freaking impressive. Now, with that, oh... It's just Ray writes in just like you can to at PS Trophy Room or on the Casa de Bad Bid Discord server. He asked this. With Sony filling a 4 patent slash trademark for the PlayStation 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10, while surely this is just a preemptive measure and doesn't guarantee those names for the future consoles, does that give you hope that Sony fans won't have to endure some horrible naming catastrophe akin to Microsoft Oh, boy. Xbox One. You know, the third Xbox? Or the Nintendo Wii? I'm going to add right there, Ray. Wii U? Or would you prefer Sony changing it up for later years? Although Sony did say PS9 would be in 2078.
1: Oh, man. 2078. So, Will I even still be alive from PS9? Probably not, Now That makes me yeah. sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we live long lives. If I make it a 20... 20? I'm gonna be good.
1: Can I, like, pre-order it on Amazon and send it up to Heaven? Will that be <laughs> a thing that happens? Does Prime deliver to Heaven? The Parley Gates? We'll, ha-
0: we'll have to see. We'll okay. have to see. God's like, no, it's a two-day shipping.
1: Oh, <laughs> damn it!
0: Yeah, for uh, orders, though, 45 Heaven dollars. <laughs> shipping is free. And you're like, what is this? F- hell? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> 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 no, um... Yeah, I saw this and I thought what a great way to squeeze this into the talk we had. Yeah. Don't confuse your base. Yeah, this is a great preemptive measure. You know, I mean when we were talking about, you know, the PlayStation 5, we weren't calling it by its code name. We we're just calling it the PlayStation 5. Yeah. And I think customers know. It's kind of like when you're upgrading to an iPhone, right? You got the you got the iPhone 10, the 10s, the iPhone 11 iphone 11s then you got Mm -hmm. the bigger one they just slap pro on it yeah so you're not confusing your base you know exactly what the what those things are it also
1: kind of helps when like you know you're getting it's the next iteration of it right That like you're not getting a rebranding of like the same type of product
0: yeah that's That's why i am i am super curious what they're gonna call the next xbox because dude their naming is awful 360 what the fuck does that mean it's a circle oh whoa xbox one what are, what no you this is the third xbox what are you gonna name it it's probably something dumb dude xbox probably.
1: xbox three and three quarters there's
0: not even it's not even worth thinking about it because just phil spencer's gonna wake up from a lucid dream he had Forget it right and be like Jackbox. <laughs> it's like but they have the party packs i know we'll include it with the system
1: They'll, they'll name it Xbox 360, but not use the numbers. They'll use the, the word form of, every, of 360. So 360 yeah. will be written in full on the box.
0: Let's talk about the UK sales charts.
1: Let's do it. This comes from Christopher Dring over at Games Industry. UK charts Call of Duty Modern Warfare launch sales beat Black Ops 4. It's a good week for Activision as Call of Duty Modern Warfare delivers a very strong first week at UK Games Retail. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the best-selling game of 2019. $600 million sell-through in three days. Biggest digital opening for acti, For acti, excuse me. Uh, Biggest PS4 digital opening in three days. More units sold in three days than any other COD this gen. Biggest COD PC launch. 62% of the game's sales are on PS4, which has the bigger install base and access to the Spec Ops survival mode. 38% of sales are on Xbox One. The final new game in the top 5 is the PS4 exclusive, Medieval. The title follows in the footsteps of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot as a PS1 favorite being remade for those nostalgic for the 1990s. However, Medieval never reached the commercial heights of either of those two franchises and only spawned 3 releases in total, the last one being Medieval Resurrection on PSP back in 2005. This remake has also received relatively weak reviews. Nevertheless, as a game aimed at a different audience to Call of Duty, and with a $25, or, or 25 euros, whatever, $30 in real monies, thank you for adding that, Joe, yeah, launch no price, fun. the Sony game appears to have performed well.
0: Yeah, so I, I bring this up for two reasons. First <laughs> off, I felt bad, because last week when I was excited about Call of Duty and the Outer Worlds, I was like, what are we playing, you guys, Call of Duty or Midi- or, or, or uh, Outer Worlds? And then Cam Kodak comes yeah. in, and he's like, what about medieval though? Yo, yeah,
1: yeah. Cam, like, Cam's a huge medieval fan.
0: Son of a bitch. But yeah, it did well though. I mean, yeah. I didn't think it was gonna hit top five. Did better I definitely than...
1: want to get it at some point.
0: Yeah. yeah, it it did better, way better than Concrete Genie Rip, and yeah, at fifth place, impressive. Now is it gonna stay there next week? Mm, I doubt no, no. it. It is awesome that we said we we did. I remember this weeks back. We we said it was gonna be about a six or seven. That's what the reviews are trickling in. It's a very, very faithful adaptation, and that's why this game it kind of it, it it gets it gets kind of uh, hurt because of that. Because the camera angle is like the PlayStation One camera mm-hmm. angle. It's mm-hmm. not very good. So, yeah. Other than that, Kyle, there's yeah, a reason I wanna... why I, I I waited this long to talk about yeah. Call of Duty. I want
1: to hear all about it because you sent me a text, Joe. It was a couple days ago. You're like, Kyle. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Call of Duty might be my game of the year. And I wrote back, "Are you ill? Do you need to go see a doctor?"
0: Kyle, this game's really really that good. Oh, wow! This game's really good. I'm excited. Listen, I'm I'm a COD kid. Okay, when I was in high school, those were the games, right? I remember skipping class for Modern Warfare Two when I was a senior, driving over to GameStop getting that copy, feeling like a renegade, right? I, I talk about it here all the time. Like, Call of Duty 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. So, like, Call of Duty resonates with me. And seeing them go into space for Space Pearl Harbor and having robot legs and doing flips and shit, running on While walls. running, yeah. It's kind of just taking me out of this game. Mm-hmm. And when they had this, we're going, we're to form... It's Infinity Ward, it's Modern Warfare, we're going boots on the ground, man, it's going to be gritty, it's going to be dark, it's going to be serious. Everybody was naysaying it. They were saying there is no way that this game could hit tones that other games have. And I was quiet. You know, I said a lot of the outrage was, I think, misplaced. Well, not misplaced, I think it was... Apt because the Call of Duty that we've known is robot legs running yeah. on walls, Space Pearl Harbor. It's more it's sci-fi stupid.
1: action flick type thing.
0: And we forget that they're also really good at telling personal stories. And what this Call of Duty does is harken back to the World War II days, right? The finest hour days where it's, hey, here's the stakes. And back in the World War II days, it's World War II. It is literally we're fighting fascism that's the stakes it's the state it's it's the world and then you're telling this personal story and that's told by the soldiers that's what's happening here in modern warfare, you understand the stakes and it's very real. Um, The country is called Erdekistan or Erkistan. It doesn't matter. Sorry to people that live in Erdekistan. You're actually not real because it's a made up country. You replace that name with Syria and it's literally what's happening in Syria. You're having two foreign powers meddling in what is a very, very big tangled of webbed situations where there's multiple factions fighting and vying for power. And you have this, this set stage of there are two world powers, US and Russia, and they are on the brink of war. The world is on a brink of World War III, and the whole chess piece, the whole board is being played on this made-up country. So you understand the stakes, but then you get the personal element of what these people are going through, and you get it told through the eyes of Farah. She is a young freedom fighter. And she's leading this rebellion against this evil regime that is backed by Russia. So mm-hmm. you could kind of see the parallels between Syria and Russia right off the bat. Right. Um, she's fighting. She's a freedom fighter, but in the eyes of Russia, she's a terrorist and the Russians have a group of people that we consider terrorists, but they probably consider themselves freedom fighters. And you're seeing us intervene By just playing sides of of these rebel groups. Farah is one of the greatest characters that I have seen this this year alone. She is not a Mary Sue. She is a very real character. You understand what has gotten her to this point in a very real way. You see how she's been turned into an innocent girl into a hardened warrior and it makes total sense and you feel for her the whole entire campaign is also taken from real life events like benghazi there is a part where you have a military leader and everybody's and he's looked at as a freedom fighter and everybody's rushing the embassy and you're trying to escape with him and things are going to shit it is tense and when it comes to yeah you can shoot real civilians adds an extra layer of tension that you, nobody wants to do that. And there's an excellent part where in one of the levels, there's this huge firefight where the enemies have purposely shot out the lights and you have to use flares in order to see them.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. And you're seeing cars pass through, but you don't know which cars are civilian cars or which cars are the enemy cars. Oh, man. And there's one part where the, the fight is stopped. It's settled and it's tense. And you just see one car going up the road and they're just like that could be a car bomb yeah do we take the shot
1: oh man my heart's already racing and, and then it just boiling.
0: stops and then the car just keeps going it's just a person escaping they yeah. like it's it's that it's that tense and there's yeah. even a part where you're in a hospital and people are like running back and forth and you're you're just like i'm not yeah. firing You're actually waiting just like, like just like in war for the enemy to fire at you to fire back. Mm -hmm. I've never seen in a mainline mainstream game that is meant to talk to everyone and paint in a broad brush, them tackle these hard issues incredibly well. Like there even, there is even, um, I hate to say the word homages, but there's even going back to the Syrian bombing and gassing of their own people you see the the white helmets, right? The people, the the volunteers that rescued people. You see that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're you see that firsthand. You see the government gassing their own people. It is real. It is uncomfortable, but they do it with a layer of respect that I respect. Because when I see that, it's they're not glorifying it. It is literally this is kind of what's happening, mm-hmm. and that's what I've kind of liked with the old call of duties of I liked what they were doing with it. And it made me appreciate it. And it made me research it. And it made me understand what was happening in world war two and yeah. what the stakes were just like in the modern warfare, this game, I can see someone looking at it and going, Holy shit. Uh, I, I want to look this up because it's based on a real event. Mm-hmm. No way has it really happened. And when you see that it changes you. The Call of Duty campaign is tense and it is it is something where like you know our good friend Luke Lloyd is like I need to take a break.
1: Yeah. My anxiety it is shot. Like it.
0: The gameplay is excellent. The story is on a personal level. It hits and it does it with enough respect. Mm-hmm. When we get to the multiplayer end, it's Call of Duty multiplayer you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it Mm -hmm. when we talk about white phosphorus you understand where i feel about it you have i we when you have a 30 kill streak you unlock a nuke and you end the game right yeah um i i see a lot of my liberal friends meeting this with a, a lot of sarcasm because i believe they were proven wrong um this does it with a lot of respect? Yes, there's controversy to it. Mm-hmm. There's some shady shit that the Russians do in the game that, in real life, we did to people. Mm-hmm. I get it. Game's not perfect. But we're hearkening on it to make a big deal out of it, to make sure we were right. At at the end of the day, what I think this does is kind of show in a very, again, for the most part, sometimes it's heavy-handed, but in a respectable, real mm-hmm. way.
1: So it sounds really to me, like this, this was, uh, was this Treyarch?
0: No, this was Infinity Ward. Infinity Ward. Yeah. So
1: it sounds to me like leading up to release, they really wanted to hit the nail on the head of really nailing the realism yeah. of what it's like being in these kind of situations. And it sounds yeah. to me like they they hit that.
0: I understand when people are like, I like when we heard the early impressions of like, I was uncomfortable. Yeah, because it like there are parts where it's like you're uncomfortable. It's kind of like walking out of the Joker movie, right? Mm, like yeah, walking sure. out. I was just like, I don't know if I well, like not to the same extent. I'm like I don't know if I like this movie, but I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's making me think. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so like what you know, what does that mean? You know, at the yeah. end of the day. So for me, I really, really love this game. Um, again, multiplayer aside, you're shooting people. You're shooting guns. It's desensitizing. I get it. All forms of media are desensitizing violence. Um, I don't see a lot of the criticism that some of our friends are saying. And it's fine to disagree. Um, at the end of the day, though, I think we can't ignore how amazing the single player truly is. With that said, Kyle. Yeah. Let's get to the next story.
1: Sure. <laughs> Uh, our our best friend Bri Brianna Reeves over at PS Lifestyle is back again. EA plans to deliver exciting remasters between early 2020 and 2021. The remastering of beloved classics Bug. Beloved classics Bug. Oh, got it. Okay, let me restart. It did not make sense as I was reading it. The remastering of beloved classics bug hit the industry several years ago and has yet to slow down. One publisher fans were hoping would catch on is Electronic Arts. Command & Conquer seems a nice first step, yet it appears EA may have its sights on other classics, too. During fiscal year 2021, which is from April 2020 to March 2021, the company plans to produce exciting remasters of fan favorites. The publisher relayed this information during a conference call with investors, so it's not a fluke. Not much more detail was offered on the matter either. With Command & Conquer Remastered serving as EA's first outing in this space, there's no telling which direction the company will head next. Fans, however, are likely hoping that some of the more recent classics will receive remasters. Notably, notably uh, Dead Space... The Mass Effect trilogy and Star Wars: Knight of the Old Republic have held a firm place atop many a remaster wish list since the current console generation began.
0: Now you know Brianna is my best friend, but she did yeah. get this wrong. Burnout is technically the first remaster that EA's EA done.
1: Oh, that's true. Bri,
0: mm-hmm. uh, Bri, sorry. Uh, we also use that nickname for each other. <laughs> no big deal. Oh wow. Because yeah, real best friend. Anyway, Kyle. <laughs> Do you think this is a way for EA to get back in good graces with gamers after what has been a horrific generation for them?
1: Yeah, and I, I not just so much as getting back in their good graces, but I think, I think with hearing how Jedi Phone Order is coming along and how what it's looking like, I think this will continue the upswing in, in our love of ETH, EA and, and coming back and, and trusting them if they yeah. do really follow through with this because this is to me some of the most exciting stuff that it, i'm looking forward to
0: yeah uh for mm-hmm. me i definitely think it's them saying okay listen we messed up a lot let's just hit them with let's hit them with the nostalgia let's them remind them of why you love us and hopefully they'll ignore why none of these uh, series are still yeah. happening mm-hmm. my i did a poll on uh, mr bad bit i don't want to do too many polls on ps trophy room the number one Remake slash remaster, people would like to so, see.
1: Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay. Because I did not see it. My guess is Mass Effect. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: With 49% of the vote. And don't worry, you can still be president with 49%, apparently. <laughs> the Mass Effect Collection. Yeah. Yeah. That would, dude. And
1: that's then, all I yeah. want right now.
0: Yeah, and then like my best friend Adam Bankhurst. I don't like to brag, but we're best friends as well. Uh, he says Mass Effect Times Infinity. It also needs us uh, needs to come onto the Switch. God forbid. Oh my
1: God. Oh, <laughs> God man. forbid.
0: Dragon Age, with only five percent of the vote. Hot mm-hmm. ah, dang. And then what should have won? Put it up there. Lighters in the sky for this baby. Dead Space with thirty six percent of the vote. It was the second mm-hmm. highest. And then, last but not leastly, uh, skate got ten percent. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like Mr. Moody says, I voted Mass Effect, but Dead Space would be great as well. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Grouchy Surge, just staying on brands is like fuck Mass Effect. First one was so <laughs> shitty, I quit the series. And then he puts in quotes, "I have the steelbook collector's edition somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> Nathan says, "SimCity." Rarity gamer says, "Option five: new installments." <laughs>
1: oh, ooh, shots fired <laughs> mm-hmm. right
0: there. And then Johnny Murder, poof, poof, at least that's what the ladies call him, because oh. he kills it with the ladies. Ooh. SSX tricky.
1: Okay, so yeah, I was waiting for you to go through those because yeah. here is my dream, right? Okay. Obviously, kind of Dead Space and Mass Effect trilogy are way up high on my list. Yeah, but EA. I'm calling you out right now. You need to do an EA Sports big remaster and not only have the SSX uh, trilogy, put an NBA street in there, put an NFL street, get all these arcade sports games in one gigantic package, and I will eat that shit up.
0: Do it. You won't.
1: Oh, my God. I, I want a new SSX so bad. And just even the old ones. Give me Tricky. I will play that for hundreds of hours again.
0: Dude, give me Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order already. (laughs) And then just top it all off with a day afterwards. I'm watching Mandalorian on repeat. Just like I've been watching that latest trailer. Jesus Christ. (laughs) IG11. Insert into my veins, you attractive little robot you. Anyway, what's that? Shut up, feelings. Uh, Kyle, the last goober on the list, sir.
1: Uh, November's free PS Plus games are Neo and Outlast 2. Neo, which is a visceral, action driven adventure where you must hone your skills, upgrade your weapons, and demonstrate per- perseverance and mastery in besting some of ancient Japan's fiercest demons. Travel to the blood-soaked Sengoku period and take on the role of an embattled outsider as you fight to liberate a guardian spirit from the clutches of a power-hungry sorcerer. Wielding swords, spears, shuriken, bows, rifles, powerful elemental magic, and more, shape yourself into an unstoppable samurai warrior. Develop new skills, find ever more powerful armor, and perfect your playstyle as you explore overrun towns, brooding caves, and abandoned harbors. Outlast 2, immerse yourself in a desperate fight for survival in an isolated rural community as you attempt to rescue your kidnapped wife from the clutches of a deranged cult. Having narrowly escaped death in a helicopter helicopter crash, Mm -hmm. set out into the rundown village of Temple Gate and do your best to avoid its crazed inhabitants as you fight to locate your partner. Haunted by your troubled past, look for answers as you uncover the ever more disturbing secrets lurking beneath the town and the twisted ambitions of its charismatic leader.
0: Oh boy. I'm not playing Atlas. I no, I've that.
1: watched a full playthrough on yeah. YouTube of it. That game, yeah. I cannot imagine actually playing it for myself.
0: I'm really excited for Neo, though. I want to <laughs> dive in. I want to give it another chance because it is a Souls like, um, but. I want to give it another chance because it was way too hard for me. Mm. Yeah, second boss. I was like, I think I'm
1: good. (laughs) I'm like Sekiro level hard for you.
0: Yes yeah, yeah 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 it's totally it's totally different again, I'm still excited for Neo too I might even pick it up but yeah yeah it is what it is Hey Kyle I got a question for you I know this show is, is extra long because we had to give our impressions on two games there was a ton of news out of nowhere yeah. but you know what are you holding on to something?
1: I'm always holding on to something that's good. Prepare the drop each and every week PlayStation drops the latest and greatest games
0: that grace the PlayStation storefront. The only problem is that there are way too many games to list. So Kyle and Joseph each pick their favorite game and talk about why they're so hyped. This week, Joe's pick, After Party. In After Party, you are Milo and Lola, recently deceased best buds like my best friend Brianna and I, um, (laughs) who suddenly find themselves staring down an an eternity in hell. But there's a loophole. I'll drink Satan, and he'll grant you re-entry to Earth. Time to go, on the best bender ever.
1: I Dope. can't wait. I played an hour of it before recording, mm-hmm. and not too much to like give impressions on it. But it's one of the funniest games I've ever played, and wow. it's another one of those games I want to see every single dialogue tree I can possibly can. I am yes. so. There's anxious. no
0: action in it, right?
1: Uh, so there there's some things you have to do, like you control playing beer pong. Uh, I got up to that part where you would yeah. kind of have to aim with the trajectory and stuff, but uh, I'm all in. This game okay. oozes style, and yeah, oh my god, yeah.
0: No, I, the voice actors are amazing. The art Incredible. is amazing. This is from the team that made what was it? What was Oxenfree. Was it Ac- Oxenfree, yeah. So, I mean, they they know how to get dialogue down, yeah. and so I'm definitely and speaking of, of
1: a great two weeks in the voice acting game. Ashley, Ashley Birch, uh who you might know as Aloy in Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, yeah. she's not only Parvati in Outer Worlds, she's also one of the characters in After Party. She's ah. having a great two weeks.
0: Yeah, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so I'm definitely going to play this. We're debating on playing it at The Extra Life, hashtag Team Phoenix Overdrive this weekend. Check out me, my best friend Sean Capri, as we play games in the same room. He's flying over from Canada. I'm driving from the greatest state of the union, Jersey, and going to Rome. Wait for it. New York. And we're going to play games for 25 hours. God, it's going to be great. 25 hours? Yeah, because it's daylight savings time.
1: Oh, that's true. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's awesome.
0: Hey, please, 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 there will be a link to donate uh, to Sean's Extra Life. I, I just. I, I literally went to him last night. I was like, can we just make it yours? Since we're streaming most of the time, it just gives more people entries to win awesome things like mm-hmm. Steel Series headsets, Xbox doohickeys, or whatever. And then, and I'm announcing it on the show, you get a chance to win a Death Stranding Steel Book Edition. I, get, I, bet, I guess it's called the Deluxe Edition yep. on the stream. So there you go. There you have That's it.
1: That's awesome.
0: I think $5 entry gets you in. So That's it's amazing. all for a good cause, man. You know, we fucking hate cancer, and man, it breaks my heart when kids get it, so Yep. we want to just rid the world of it, so let's do it.
1: Absolutely. Kyle, what's,
0: what's your pick, my dude?
1: Uh, my pick is, speaking of nostalgia... Disney Classic Games, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Two of the most beloved Disney games of all time make their long-awaited return to modern consoles in Disney Classic Games, Aladdin, and The Lion King. Featuring multiple game versions, in-game rewind, museum features, and more. I, For me personally, when I think back of like when I was a kid getting into yeah. gaming, Aladdin specifically being like the one and only Genesis game that I owned and kept playing over and over and over again... I am so excited that I can like show my nieces this, uh, yeah. these games, and just re-experience these and and all its difficulty because I know it's hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I've Aladdin was my Genesis game as well. Same with Lion King. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I'm gonna say something very, very controversial. I saw the remakes of both Aladdin and uh, Lion King. Yeah. Why is everybody like, it's like, oh, they changed the source material so much in Aladdin. They didn't. It's like mm-hmm. the parrot didn't talk. What was Gilbert? He was like, like, I don't know. And Where then... is Gilbert? <laughs> I hate it. And then like, and then Lion King is like, it's just, just shot for shot. They didn't do anything original. They didn't
1: take any oh. risks. And I'm oh, like, God,
0: I liked it. I liked Dude, all these things.
1: I haven't seen it either, know? but I want to so bad.
0: Dude, I, I really like the Lion King CGI. Uh movie i actually like the end better uh of the cgi version than the cartoon well, i know i'm an asshole i'm the worst person ever apparently for having i hope
1: that there ever. are more classic games that come out in like this kind of style yeah like they had the disney what afternoon thing yes. where they had like yeah. the, the, the ducktales and, and yeah. all that stuff Woo. i hope yeah. they do one with like the toy story game do you remember the toy story oh, game dude. that was another one of my jams on ps1 yeah oh
0: my god did i fuck with that game dude.
1: absolutely
0: oh my god And people want me to edit the show, you know? (laughs) You're going to miss gems like this? Come on, man. This is awesome. Uh, Hey, listen, every break week.
1: Every break. (laughs) Every Every break, break, guys. (laughs) You you got your best friend Brianna on the line right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. I really want to have her on the show. More importantly, like, I want... Here's the deal. I think next year, this is a year of dreams. We talk about it. You know, the Patreon's going to make us better and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to get the people that write... Yeah. All these awesome stories, I want to have them on the show. Absolutely. You know? So maybe when we flatter people like, you know, my best friend Adam Bankers and my best friend Bianna Reeves, my best friend, maybe they come on the show. But with that, every week I break into Andrew House's House. <laughs> Hey, I like people on the show. I'll break into your house if you don't. Every single week, I break into Andrew House's house, and I steal his mail. This segment is called Andrew House's Snail Mail. Again, you could go give your questions to P.S. Trophy Room over on Twitter. You could give your questions into the Casa de Bad Bit Discord, or mail it to Andrew House. I'll steal that son of a bitch's mail every week. Dumb, dumb idiot. Never sees it coming. And oh, who who's that? Oh, it's just Trey. sorry just ray i messed up his name on discord for weeks and he didn't correct me the poor guy i'm like it's just my dyslexia you know like when we get patrons in i'm gonna mispronounce your name why i'm an idiot why i have dyslexia you know what i mean hashtags fuck with me constantly if it's more than one thing anyway he writes in ray writes in my question i've uh, been away from Call of Duty since Modern Warfare 3, and it seems like I've come across some really toxic players online. I don't know if this is the community or crossplay, looking at you, Xbox, you fucking delinquents, uh, or just my bad luck. I added that in. Ray would never curse. Uh, having played a lot of online multiplayer, which game has more bad apples online? Fortnite, Apex, or COD? Great, great question. Yeah. I've never heard. I've never been called the N-word so many times in such a short amount of time. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like Job from Arrested Development when he gets stabbed in prison.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because in White Power Bill stabs. He's like, White Power! And I'm like, but I'm white! (laughs) Dude, it is toxic. It is the Call of Duty community at large. um, Because the game is very... I'm not saying... This is the why people are saying the n word. It's giving them excuses. It's very in- adrenaline heavy. So like when you get a, you're on a seven kill streak. You just want to unlock whatever you know the the Viola Jet or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The Viola Davis Jet. She drives it. <laughs> she just carpet bombs them. <laughs> I think it's called the Beetle Jet. Okay. I forget V I L O T. Anyway, Viola Davis drives in. And she just wrecks some fucking fools. And you're right on that. Kill streak. you're right about to call her up and you die yeah i i am angry like i get furious like it does like caveman instincts mm-hmm. and that leaves people to access the worst part of themselves and say the n-word a lot and then like call you gay mm-hmm. and then when you're like oh okay well I'm, you want to go on a date they get they get offended <laughs> it's like well you're the one initiating it y- you try you to with them out?
1: afterwards yeah
0: it's such a great way of disarming it yeah. cause you're like oh and you know they say the, the word for gay that's yeah. not cool mm-hmm. and I'm just like okay do you want to go on a date and they're just like no way gay lord and I'm like no. well then why are you Grow calling me gay up. unless you're unless you're you know Grow unless up. you're throwing something out there <laughs> and yeah usually disarms the situation but yeah, yeah no it's literally call of duty audience guys come on man it's on both yeah. sides that is- it's bad on both sides
1: as a multiplayer expert like yeah. myself yeah. Uh, <laughs> in my small time playing online in call of duty and fortnite yeah. and apex it's 100% call of duty it's yeah. been like that 4 years um i i just i don't know how you co- combat it like do you just ban everybody but then
0: i just mute the whole lobby if i'm with Absolutely. my friends and just and cuz like unfortunately with crossplay you can't have just a crossplay party everybody hears everybody's mm-hmm. hopefully they patch something in that was but like i mute I everybody yeah i mute everybody and then i i yeah. unmute uh luke and uh kev and how how's
1: crossplay working uh and and works Cold fine League. yeah works, works totally
0: fine it that's works awesome. pretty flawlessly i mean there are some issues again like there's no party crossplay mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. party chat but other than that it's fine that's cool. just mute everybody that's what i do ray it's seriously they're yeah. the worst because the worst thing in Fortnite, what's gonna happen they're gonna teabag you when you lost or do a do the floss over your body. Yeah. Apex, they're just gonna shoot the ground and do a teabag bag pose. No.
1: Yeah.
0: In this game, you're like, because you get to hear the last words from your enemy as they as they go down. So they're just like, you fucking cracker, and I'm like,
1: whoa! <laughs> also during like the ending kill streak, right? Like the final yeah. kill kill yeah. you can hear. Oh everything. yeah,
0: everybody. So like there are times like in, in Call of Duty you totally decimate the enemy, and then they're just like well, now it's time for me to recite, I don't know, a verse from Mindconf Kampf. And I'm just oh, like, no
1: no, thanks.
0: No. Yeah, dude. It's, fu- no, seriously, it's that community is awful. It really is. It's bad. Uh, Adam Watson writes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> what does Bethesda need to do to earn back your trust? Wow. We That's talked about question. it last week. Yeah. Fallout 76 has been an ordeal. Yep. Ironically enough, Fallout First program for Fallout 76 isn't working. <laughs> it's deleting some people's stuff. And on the Reddit, the Uh-oh. community's gotten so toxic that people are hunting yeah. Fallout First players on the public
1: realm. Is it sad that I'm really enjoying that? I think that's really funny. It's, it's fucking
0: hilarious. It's it's like it's like
1: It's besides... like the Hunger Games going after District twelve or, or District One or whatever it is. Like yeah. It's just like
0: it's like the, it's it's seriously some type of like Karl Marx type of like civilization over there. Yeah. We must overthrow the bourgeoisie of the Fallout First members. <laughs> oh, like Jesus. how dare you
1: pay extra money For this crap right? yeah. <laughs> like See, You shouldn't
0: you? be in, in the beginning They need to Here's the thing what Bethesda needs to do And I think they did it with Doom If you have a buggy game It needs to wait You know uh, Fallout you need to go back into your engine I yeah. know Todd you don't think you do I think you need to prove That you are listening to people Because you can't just get up on in E3 stage And make a funny joke No yeah And because you're kind of attracted in a weird Conan (laughs) O'Brien way, we forgive you. Todd, you're charming. I'm saying it.
1: I mean, like going back to the game I've been playing this week, Outer Worlds. It's a a Fallout game like that, and that runs super smooth as far as as my time with it goes. And having played Fallout 4 as being my only Fallout experience, um, that game I ran into a lot of stuff very early on, and it never really stopped. Yeah.
0: It was charming at first with Skyrim and like Oblivion and stuff. But like yep. over time, we are seeing the just the polish of games like Witcher 3 and it just outdoing you. You're seeing it here with the outer worlds, right? Yeah. You're like a, a, a company that wanted to make, keep making Fallout games couldn't do it. They made their own iteration, spiritual success or whatever have you. And it is so much better than what you've put out recently. It's yep. shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, if I was, if I'm Bethesda, I'm fucking embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. You know?
1: I think as far as what they need to do to earn back my trust for real is I yeah. uh, give me give me a good look at what Starfield is cuz that is what I'm super excited about. I want to know if I can trust you with handling something of that kind of uh magnitude, I guess, cuz yeah. it sounds real big and it's yeah. right up my alley like a space you know exploration thing um that's what I, I, w- I want them to really nail that and just give me let machine games do a proper wolfenstein uh, a new wolfenstein game true. not this young don't blood come, which we were don't, super excited don't come about, to but,
0: e3 also don't, yeah just stay low skip a year you don't need mm-hmm. to be there mm-hmm. it was exciting when you first came and showed everybody how fun it was and now it's just like it's just another press conference right we don't really believe what you what you're selling us and half of it's mobile games so yeah i know but hey you know what that's been the trophy room for this week i know it's been a bit of a longer show because we had a lot to talk about thank you for sticking with us and hey gang if you liked what you heard please rate this show five stars on itunes it really does help us out builds and grows this big awesome community i love so freaking much looking at the numbers today looking at all the people writing in that i didn't know a year ago man does that make my heart sing and i can't be more grateful for you absolutely but before we go kyle what is anything you have to pimp out
1: as always i'd like to plug myself who that ninja 73 on twitter and on psn my show all about the best friends uh of the kind of funny community uh that show's called best friends talk funny at bfs talk funny on twitter wherever you listen to podcasts rated five stars hit me up if you want to be on the show um I have another fantastic episode next week going up with uh, Jacob McCourt, who does left. Uh, I believe it's left behind game podcast. I need to remember that better, um, but he awesome Canadian best friend. Uh, I Ooh. had a great time to sit down with him. And then if you're in uh, the New York area, follow at kind of NYC uh, to meet up with some best friends in real life and go yeah. like Joe mentioned, Go donate to Joe's Extra Life page with Sean Capri and, yeah. and Bobby, the Nintendo guru, yeah. and a lot of super awesome people that are going to be there that I'm super jealous that I can't make it out for. But you guys are going to kill it. I'm going to tune in and, and support you as much as I can.
0: It's awesome. S- support anybody. You know, like Absolutely. your good friend Antonio, the Mega Dads are doing awesome stuff. Right, Uh, Go donate. Yeah, you could donate to our Extra Life as well. Just make sure we stomp out, Cancer, because it's stupid and I hate it so much. Uh, With that, yes, you can find me at the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life. We'll be doing uh, running the stream from uh, Sean Capri's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. We're streaming for 25 hours. Links for all that information down below. Again, November 1st, till the second it's gonna be a freaking blast and with that you can rate this show five stars you can support us at patreon you can you can do whatever you want just keep listening please yeah follow please. us on twitter ps trophy room follow me on tw- uh, on twitter at mr bad you can even watch the show on youtube at bad games so with all that said with all that out of the way oh, everybody keep- <gasps> What?
1: are we not what? thanking our patreon friends this episode
0: And before we leave, I'm new at this. This is the first week. Again, we introduce the filibuster. Okay, Phil Spencer breaks in here. He's a part-time intern here at the Trophy Room. He says, Joe, I got a list of all the amazing patrons that are supporting the show at patreon.com slash badbit. And the list goes as such. And again, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your name. It's Phil Spencer's fault. He spelled it improperly and not phonetically. So it's his fault. God damn it, Phil. <clears throat> can't do anything right phil huh that's right walk away walk away get me a coffee Uh-oh. give me a coffee phil oh, oh. one thing i had i'm sorry i'm so sorry guys i didn't want you i'm sorry that's not a part of me i want to see how anyway <clears throat> our patrons erin doherty <laughs> Adam Coz, Alex Van Aken, Andrew Farman, Antonio Guillen, Brandon Myers, Daniel Welsh, Garrett Bland, Catherine... Kath, Catherine? Jesus Christ. I can't pronounce he, Again, Phil! You son of a bitch. Come back here. Mm, you're in trouble. <laughs> Let me just tell you, you're in trouble. Um, Luke Lore, Marcus O'Neill, Matthew NG, Mr. Moody, Nathan McGurney, Patches Plays, Riboflavin, Sean Capri, Stephen Fontana, Tim thank you all so much for supporting us on patreon.com slash bad bit you help the show happen so with all that said and with all that out of the way everybody keep hunting and keep playing playstation phil back in the corner or you're gonna get sprayed